It's time to crack a cold one and wreck some rankings on On Wrecked Wrecked Rankings. Welcome to another edition of Wrecked Rankings. I hope you are in a cheerful mood today because today's topic is Christmas movies. What are your thoughts on today's topic, Matt? I love this topic. Uh, Christmas movies, you know, they, they come in all forms and sizes. You have your your blockbusters, you have your straight-to-DVD, you have your Hallmark Channel, Disney movie, holiday movies. They, they literally come in all scales, sizes, and that's what, that's what makes them so amazing. I see you say, yeah, straight-to-DVD. I guess back in our day, it would be straight-to-VHS as well. VHS, you know, you had your, your, your short-lived HD DVD phase. Remember that? <laughs> I think that was Microsoft's thing. Yeah. Did not last. Yeah. You knew one was going to survive between that and Blu-ray. But no, no, yeah, I think Christmas movies are a big part of of the winter season for a lot of Americans. I understand there's other holidays out there. I I think we initially considered doing a holiday movies uh, category instead of this, but we are not well-versed in many other movies. I guess there's Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights and other such. But for this topic today, we will stick to the the Christmas variety, or at least staying in that general realm. Um, I, I think so, man. I, I think there's there's enough with just Christmas that like we could probably have a list of twenty each. So you know, other holidays, we'll look at those down the line. Uh, that, that may you know merit its own you know that may warrant its own list. But uh, you know, Christmas movies are fun. All right, so I, I think we can just hop right into it. Actually, hold on. What, what are we drinking today, Matt? Uh, we're drinking an American classic here. We're drinking Miller Lite. Yes. That's, so that, uh, that's the sound you heard at the beginning of the show? Good good classic choice. Uh, and unlike from a couple episodes ago, these have not been aged over a year. Is that, or about a year, is that true? They they have not been aged for a year. So, you know, I, I don't know if that makes it better or worse. I guess, I guess we could do a side-by-side comparison if you like, but... No, oh, I, I think it's still 96 calories of goodness. So, <laughs> All right, so jumping right into the list, number five on the best. I figure we could kick this off with some controversy because my number five is Die Hard. It's not a Christmas movie. So th- this is, uh, once again, kicking off with the controversy. The, the greatest debate is whether, A, if it's a Christmas movie, and then B, if it is, where does it rank among the Christmas movies. So I've obviously taken the notion that it is a Christmas movie, and here's why. One, it takes place during Christmas Eve mm-hmm. at a at a holiday party at the no- Nakatomi uh, Tower. Two, the common themes of, of Christmas movies are generally about like family and love and giving so forth. So a, a common theme in that movie is Bruce Willis is reconnecting with, with his estranged wife, which is bringing the family back together, and by the end of the movie, obviously that's been rekindled a bit. Other things, uh, there's kind of this metaphor where Bruce Willis is Santa Claus, where you know you normally provide lumps of coal. Somebody's being bad. He's providing presents in the form of bullets to terrorists who are trying to stop Christmas or to bring darkness upon Christmas. Uh, and it, even at one point, he he writes on the dead terrorist, "I have a machine gun, ho ho ho!" Fully embracing the Santa analogy in his travels. Um, I, I think that's, th- these are some of the key factors here. He ends up saving Christmas at the end of the day by stopping the terrorists. And, and therefore we're hitting a lot of the, 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 the high notes here of what you would expect from a Christmas movie. Are we not? Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, look, here, here's the thing. It's a fantastic movie. Um, you know, where, where, wherever you fall on the, on the line of, you know, is this a holiday movie or not? It's a it's a great A movie, and yes, it does often come on TV during Christmas time. 
So fine, I'll give that to you. You made a compelling argument, a lot more logical than I, I would have figured out of you. Um, but it is a fantastic movie. I almost want I want to knock on it, but I really can't. Yeah, and then obviously Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber is a great villain. I think he's probably one of the greatest action movie villains of all time, just based on the voice alone. But but also just the movie overall is is pretty great. Uh, you really find yourself rooting for John McClane. Um, it's it's a great choice there. Uh, there's a little bit of a fun side here. I, I've also pulled up the Rotten Tomatoes score uh-huh. for Die Hard. I guess I can do that as we go through, just kind of sure. see what the critics think of some of our choices, good or bad. Uh, Die Hard, do, do you want to guess at what it scored? Or? So are we talking... This is, is Die this, Hard one. Just the, Is this the, just the regular tomato meter? Is this the, blended the, critics and users? I'm just using the the, the, the critics one, so the, the standard tomato meter. 88%. Actually, got ninety four percent. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so, uh, I guess the critics tend to agree with us on that point. Um, but yeah, overall, a great movie. The really only big question is whether you think it belongs in this category or not, which I think it does. It does, and you know, it has the actor who played Carl Carl Winslow in it. So you know, it's just it's a jolly old time. All right, I'll pass All right. it back to you. Yeah, so your pick was very safe. So my my pick at number five. I hope people have seen this movie. It's called Santa with Muscles. <laughs> and you may think, what the heck is Santa with Muscles? So this was a 1996 movie starring wrestler Hulk Hogan. Um, a little, little known fact, I'm a big wrestling fan, so I have seen this movie multiple times. You say little known fact. I don't think that's little known. Okay, fine. To the viewers, it is. That's fair. Uh, that's, see, that's fair. So I'm a big wrestling fan. Um, just a quick synopsis of this movie, or a quick quick plot. Uh, Hulk Hogan plays a guy named Blake Thorne, who's just a typical, like, imagine um, Ben Stiller's character from Dodgeball. Just like a rich, arrogant guy who, like, he sells fitness equipment and supplements. One day, he's out playing paintball aggressively, apparently, and, like, the cops start chasing him. And I don't know why, but he runs into a mall, and to hide from the cops, he puts on a Santa outfit. And he slides down a garbage chute. The garbage chute doesn't lead to like a, a, cl- a garbage bin. It just leads to a cement floor. He hits his head on the floor, and like I guess gets amnesia. When he wakes up a few seconds later, he he doesn't know who he is. And then like this this guy who works at the mall says, "Oh hey, you must be Santa." And then for some reason Hulk Hogan thinks he's actually Santa. So you think, man, this this sounds pretty goofy. It gets more wild from there. So. There's an evil scientist who's the antagonist in this film, and his goal is to take over this children's orphanage, uh, because apparently under the orphanage are these magic crystals that he needs to take over the world. (laughs) So, so Hulk Hogan is trying to save the orphanage, because it, it turns out he grew up in that orphanage. And, like, they go down to, like, like, just coincidentally, there are these catacombs under the orphanage that, like, apparently the kids have access to because they've had this club going in these catacombs, and there's, like, skeletons and everything. And, like, Hulk Hogan started... Also, there's only, like, three kids in this orphanage. It doesn't make any sense at all. There's only over three kids. Fun fact, one of them is Mila Kunis at, like, age 12 or 13. But, like... He ends up saving the orphanage, kinda. He saves the kids. The orphanage gets destroyed. He hits his head again. He realizes, oh, I'm not really Santa. But then, like, it, he loses his childhood memories. And then, like, but somehow someone shows him a photo 
And then all of a sudden, based off this one photo, he then remembers all of his childhood memories. Then he's like, man, too bad for that orphanage. So then he just opens up his big mansion to all the orphan kids. And that is pretty much the end of the movie. If you thought that sounded wild, you need to watch it. It is almost so bad that it's good. It just, it doesn't make any sense. I, uh, I have a lot of thoughts on this right now. I'm trying to process here. Uh, for, for one, you, I, you said you hope everybody's seen this movie. I've definitely never seen this movie. And, and now I'm, I, I'm wondering if I've seen any of the movies on your top five list after you've announced this. Um, the plot sounds like it's a bunch of leftover or recycled uh, plot lines from other movies that they had to jumble together to throw together a holiday special. Yeah. Or maybe from some sets as well with these catacombs you speak of. Um, going for it, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled that this isn't number one on your list based on the way you've described this. See, no, no, no. <laughs> see, yeah, it, like if you want to base it off of just how horrible the movie it is, off of that, it alone, maybe it deserves to be number one. But again, I think it's so bad that it's hilarious. So you're you're saying if you factor in expectations, it's not number one because nobody would expect it to be good. Is that is that kind of what you're getting at? Correct. It's, it's probably yeah, objectively the, the worst movie, but. Based on what you would go into it thinking, you're not going to expect anything better. Out of yeah, it. I mean, you know, you don't go in with an all-star cast. There, there's no amazing plot. None of that. So, going back to what I said, I pulled up the Rotten Tomatoes uh, for yeah. this. Do you want to take a guess? Um, seven? In, in theory, this may actually be worse. It has not been granted a score on Rotten Tomatoes. The only thing that's on there is the plot summary, which says... It's one sentence. It just says, Amnesia makes a mean health food tycoon think he's Santa Claus, especially when it comes to a local orphanage. That is the only information that Rotten Tomatoes has on this. I'm saying... It does have Mila Kudis and the rest of the cast that, that that's in the movie, but, if but yeah, you that's about have, all you get. If you want to have a laugh at just how horribly bad something is, watch it. I wouldn't recommend sending your whole family down at Christmas to watch it, but I think you should watch it alone. In a dark room to hide your shame. All right, last question on this movie. So does he dress up like Santa Claus, or so, does he... Yeah, no, no, he, he dresses up like Santa, and most of the time, like, the sleeves are rip, ripped off. <laughs> so really, it's like, I think the worst one-liner I did jot down after watching it again was a woman in the movie at some point says, Santa, slay me. <laughs> and it's just... <laughs> It, it, is, it's, is this a PG movie? What, what is, yes. You know, yeah, I want to say I want to say it was just PG. <laughs> it, it's it's very bizarre. All right, so jumping to number four on the best list, maybe a little bit of a surprise. It's the movie Elf, mm. and the reason I would say this is a surprise is I think a huge factor with Christmas movies is nostalgia, like it, where all the Christmas movies we look back on fondly may not always be top tier movies mm -hmm. but the nostalgia impact really pushes them over the edge so because of that I mean as you get older it makes it really hard for other Christmas movies I feel like to get into that that upper echelon but uh, Elf was the one movie that, that did that for me I mean it's good good family fun for everybody I mean it, it, it's funny it's one of the better Will Ferrell movies I don't know if you're a Will Ferrell fan or not or if you're I'm a huge Will Ferrell you. fan but I actually don't think it's one of his best movies I think it's a good movie Overall, but I think there's so many more iconic. Okay, well, it's better than Holmes and Watson. Can we start there? I forgot about that movie. <laughs> so there's, all right, so there may be some Miss Will Ferrell movies here and there, but th this isn't one of them based on your opinions. Um, you get to see James Caan 
grow a heart as he is the father of Will Ferrell as Elf in this movie. Uh, it has Peter Dinklage in it for a while. That's a great little addition. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're a big Zoe Deschanel fan and, and all of her work. She, she's in the movie as well as, as the love interest. But, but honestly, it's, it's one of those movies where it's funny. You know, the plot's easy to follow, of course, but it's not too overly done. It's not too uh, predictable. I mean, it's not going to be, you know, winning any Oscars or anything like that, but you have a good time. I mean, there's a lot of good quotes that, that come out of the movie. It's one of the more quotable Christmas movies we've had in a long time. Um, I, I mean, overall, it's just a positive experience. I think you have a good time with it. Uh, what are your opinions? Yeah, about? I mean, I'm trying to think, you know, because there are a lot of classic Christmas movies, but, you know, anything the 21st century, I'm trying to find a better, like, family-friendly Christmas movie, and there may not be one. Yeah. Because what was it, like 2002 or three? 2003. 2003. That's when it came out. Yeah, so, no, I, it's a good time. It's very cheerful. You know, it'll put you in a good mood if you're in a crappy mood. Um, yeah. So, no. Going to our Rotten Tomatoes radar, do you want to keep guessing at these? Or you uh, make yeah, I do, actually. All right, all right, take a guess. 79. You were getting really close on these. This is an 84. Oh, okay. I mean, you haven't been off by more than 6% on any of these. I could see how someone would be turned off by the movie. Um, it is kind of campy, but no, it's a good time. All right, so then what's your number four worst movie? This one's pretty bad, so I was, I was actually torn between two here, but the, the fourth worst movie is Fred Claus. So, I think if I had to sum this up in like one quick sentence, it's Vince Vaughn is not for kids. Okay, <laughs> so like, he his role in this movie is very uninspired. It seems like he's phoning it in. So again, if you haven't seen this movie, essentially... Vince Vaughn's character, Fred, is St. Nick's brother, and the family loves his brother, who is played by Paul Giamatti, Um, but uh, Fred is like a repo man, or a repo agent, and essentially, like, he gets caught in some scheme where he's, like, faking to be, he's, like, pretending to be a Salvation Army. So he's done, like, some kind of fraud, is what you're saying. Yeah, he's, like, getting money, like, you know the Salvation Army people trying to get money for the holidays? Um, He's doing it for some illegal casino scheme. Then he gets arrested, and then old St. Nick bails him out with the contingency that he goes up to the North Pole afterwards. Then, like, he starts working at the North Pole, and then this weird government entity, like, shows up at the North Pole to regulate them. And this this weird guy, I think his name is Clyde, he's like, we're going to put you on this three-strike system, three strikes, and then the workshop's done. And it's just, it's really odd. And then Vince Vaughn, like, of course, you know, he plays the same character pretty much in every movie. He's the jerky... Wait, he's uh, Vince Vaughn is a troubled yet likable guy. That's that's never been done before. Uh, yeah, it's never been done <laughs> in any of his movies. Um, but no, it, it's like all right, he throws a party, so there's strike one. He starts putting all the kids on the nice list instead of the naughty list, and then he loses letters, which turns out the government guy is a jerk because he's sabotaging everything. Long story short, the government guy never got his Superman cape when he was a child, <laughs> so like that's why he's trying to shut down. The workshop, because he never got a Superman cape. It just it, it it doesn't make any sense at all. Vince Vaughn's character doesn't have any friends. His girlfriend broke up with him. His only friend is like an orphan child, for whatever reason. But the orphan child's also troubled, probably because he hangs out with Vince Vaughn. And then like, it's just it's it's really campy, you know. Of course, eventually the workshop gets shut down, 
And then... Uh, Does Vince Vaughn save the day? Vince Vaughn eventually saves the day. He eventually... He gets some gift and goes back home. He opens a gift from his brother. It turns out it's this birdhouse or something he didn't get from his childhood. He's like, oh, cool. That's the birdhouse. I'm going to have a change of heart. So he goes back <laughs> up to the North Pole. And then he finds out Paul Giamatti like, hurt his back so he can't deliver presents to the children. And it doesn't make any sense because then you know Vince Vaughn's going to deliver presents to the children. It, it's just really awful. All right, so I mean, first of all, you, you say so it's, it's Vince Vaughn and Paul Giamatti. I mean, they definitely spent money on this movie, and neither of those guys like, are known for like a kids' movies. <laughs> neither of them thrive in that environment. But uh, so, I mean, unlike your number five choice, I've actually heard of and I'm somewhat familiar with this movie. Uh, similar to number five, I have not seen this one either. Um, You've I never guess, seen it? No, I, I'm surprised, I, I can't actually. say I have. Um, but you say at one point, though, that one of the things that Vince Vaughn is doing wrong as Fred Claus is that he puts all the kids on the nice list. I mean, isn't there some kind of nice holiday message out of that, that he's seeing the good in all the children out there? Should we no, not offer some no, appreciation? Uh, apparently not, because, like, it throws off the whole... Apparently there's some weird feng shui with how the workshop <laughs> works and, like, the elves having to produce toys. So, no, actually, it's not good, because the elves weren't meeting the demand. So... And, and the bad kids, do, are they supposed to receive coal on, like, the yeah, John McClane bullet treatment? Okay. Yeah, it's like whatever's in your stocking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, this sounds like a pretty terrible movie. Uh, do you want to make a guess at the Rotten Tomatoes? I bet it's a lot higher than Santa with Muscles. So, yeah, so Santa with um, Muscles was uh, not applicable. You know, nobody man, even wants to rate the thing. <laughs> 55. It's lower. It is a 21%. Oh, crap. So I figured somebody would have liked it. For what's worth, I guess that means they agree with you that it's a terrible movie. Dude, it just <laughs> it, it, Vince Vaughn is not redeeming in this movie. Like you don't root for him. You just want it to be over. So wait, he, he's not likable in this movie, or, his, or just, he's not as his, likable. His as His performance is, in other is not likable. Yeah, okay. it's again, he's more relatable in the more adult-oriented kind of movies. Okay, I could I could see that. Yeah. All right. So jump it's like in. it's like when you watch a good rated like R movie, but it's on like TBS, so they they censored out all the good parts. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is kind of a watered down experience. That that's the that's him. I can see that. All right. So number three on the best list, I have the classic known as Home Alone. So Home Alone, the one. I, one. I guess you could, if you want, you can rope in Home Alone two with this as well. I, I think both of them are. Almost equally as enjoyable and, and fun in different ways, but but yeah, the official choice to have it is Home Alone One from 1990, um, and, and this is one where talking about the nostalgia factor, this probably plays a bigger role in this. And, and yes, of course, this isn't going to be the highest quality movie out there, but um, if you're unfamiliar with the plot, somehow uh, Kevin is a part of a very large family who somehow keeps forgetting him. In it makes, either at home or different it places. It makes no sense. <laughs> and, uh, and and so <laughs> going into the plot, essentially the, the first one, the family's uh, going off to Paris, and, and Kevin gets left behind at home, uh, hence the, the Home Alone name for, for the... Okay, well, go qu- ahead. Quick question. So was it ever explained, like, what his dad did for a living? Okay. Because how can you afford to take, like, 12 people to Paris for Christmas? Because like I don't think the, the mom Did, wasn't worked, he, wasn't believe. he like a, a salesman? Was it explained? Like, I, I, to, I don't I don't think it was ever actually defined. I think I, I thought it was uh, somewhere. But it, it he, just it, either well, way, he's filthy rich. It, is, it, is it, the, it doesn't make any plot. sense at all. 
But, uh, but yeah, going from there, um, so yeah, the, the family went to France. Uh, don't say anything. I guess you may consider it a positive with uh, your your anti France rants. I, I don't hate France. It's just go somewhere else. <laughs> Maybe if we do an international vacation, we're going to have to hit this head on at some point. Avoid Paris. Moulin Rouge is awful. All right. So, so going into the plot, they're, they're taking off to, to France. And uh, and I, I believe technically what happened is uh, when they were uh, basically lost power the, the night before they were leaving. Um, and in the chaos uh, of leaving the following morning, they're grabbing all the kids, all the tickets. And uh, what appears to happen, if you look closely, is that Kevin's ticket gets thrown out. And uh, so they're kind of using those tickets to keep a tally on the completeness of their children. Uh, but, of course, the ticket for Kevin's not there, nor is Kevin's. They, they never notice the mistake, so he gets left at home. Um, and, and that's where some of the bright spots in the movie come in. Um, actually, it's a dark part, but uh, bright spots as far as the entertainment value goes. You get uh, two burglars who are trying to uh, break into the home, uh, one of which is Joe Pesci, who does an amazing job as, as the villain here. But then it's pretty much nonstop action fun with uh, this kid outsmarting two burglars constantly. It's very unrealistic. It, it is highly unrealistic. Once again, this is not going to win any Oscars. I'm never going to claim it does. Um, yeah, similar to Die Hard, it's an anti-crime movie. Um, is there it can now? there can be a, a lot of crime during the holidays? So this uh, shows you not to ruin the holidays with with any crime. I think that's a, a valuable lesson to take away from this. Um, other unique lessons to this, I mean, it really does uh, speak about the importance of family and not leaving your family members at home or behind somewhere, which they don't learn that lesson, honestly, after the first movie, considering there's a Home Alone 2 and even more past that. Uh, hey, uh, Home, Alone, Home Alone 3 <laughs> gets crapped on a lot. It is a good movie. and then, It's a different kid, but it's a good movie. It's also a general cautionary tale about having a large family, uh, hence uh, Kevin being forgotten in, in the midst of that. Um, probably speaks a little bit to there being favorite children appearance or not, considering nobody even noticed Kevin was gone until yeah. it was too late. Those have to be the exactly. worst parents ever. <laughs> like, you can't forget a child. It doesn't make any sense at all. An eight-year-old, for that matter, who probably is not very well-versed in the world, but is somehow a mastermind when it comes to uh, booby traps made from common household objects. He's the MacGyver of uh, Yeah, I mean, it probably made a family. whole generation of kids, you know, because we were little kids at that point. Probably made us go mess around with, you know, jacks and ropes and all kinds of other things. Yeah, and I guess the last thing is, yeah, the re- part of the reason he got lost, too, is he had to sleep in the attic for behaving like a... A little punk, so keep that in mind too. It's a lesson on you know what to do when you're parenting and uh, your kids are out of order. And mm-hmm. I guess one consequence is you can just leave them behind while you're on an international vacation. What are your thoughts on this movie, Matt? Any other things to add? No, it's a fun time. I, I would have put. I, granted, I'm probably in the minority, but I like two better. I like the New York setting for whatever reason. To me, it felt more festive and the ambiance of the city and, and Christmas and you know. Um, one's good. Again, it's just the incompetence. But again, unlike Vince Vaughn, Joe Pesci translated very well to a kid's movie. Because I heard it, whenever they were casting him, he didn't even want to do it at first because he heard it was a kid's movie and he couldn't cuss and he couldn't do all this. But he made that work brilliantly. I agree. Alright, move on to your number three, you filthy animal. (sighs) The number three worst movie is Jack Frost from 1998. Okay, uh... Hold on, Jack, Jack. 
There's two Jack Frost movies, actually. There's the... Yeah. This is the one from 1998 with Michael Keaton. Okay. Can we talk about so, the other one after this? Then? Or is that... We, we can. We can touch okay. upon it. Okay. So, no, I'm talking about the one from 98. Um, essentially, because this movie is horrifying. And I mean, I mean this in, like, it is, it is scary. It'll give you nightmares. Um, it has some of the worst practical effects I've ever seen. And I understand that it was 1998. But it... It will... Don't watch this with your small children. Don't do that at all, all right? So the plot is very creepy. Pretty much Michael Keaton's a dad. He's a terrible dad. He's trying to make a music career happen. It doesn't happen. He says, oh, I'll go to my kid's hockey game. I'll do this or that. But, you know, he he takes a gig, like, right before Christmas. And then, like, he has a change of heart. So he's, like, borrowing his friend's car to go back to his family. He gets killed in a car wreck. It's not shown on screen. So, you know, they did say it was that. But, uh, you know, then, his, you know, fast forward to next Christmas, so it's one year later, his uh, kid was left with his harmonica, and his kid, like, plays the harmonica. His kid's, you know, all sad and depressed, and has been reclused from his friends and all that. Turns out the harmonica's magic, because then it, it brings back Michael Keaton as Jack Frost, the snowman. And it is very horrifying. So, it, like, the first 20, 30 minutes are then, like, his son not believing that it's actually him... And then, like, they get into a, a snowball fight with some kids. And then the rest of the movie is pretty much them, his kid trying to get Jack Frost up to the mountains. Because winter is almost ending. And he's going to melt away. So, like, it is it is scary. It is some of the scariest. Like, look, Google some of these pictures. Google Like, you probably have them up if you have the tomato meter up, Nathan. Google them at home, guys. Because this is... Actually, the other uh, issue here is I keep pulling up the other <laughs> Jack Frost movie at the same time. It, it, it's like... Yeah, I mean, the, the, the snowman is terrifying. I, if that's it, what you're it, getting at, I, I won't disagree at all. You should that. watch some of the effects, like the snowball fight and, and that kind of stuff. It was awful. And then, like, you know, he tries to be a good dad now that he's a snowman. He's like, hey, son, rejoin the hockey team and be the best one there. And then it's like, his wife doesn't believe that it's actually him as the snowman. And then, like, at the end of the movie, they get him to the mountains... And, like, he melted away, and he becomes, like, this weird, like, ghost entity for a minute before he fades away. And, like, tells his wife how much he, he loves her and all this and that, and then he kind of just disappears back into the afterlife. So, so he basically dies for good at the end of the Yes. Movie. So so the whole taking him up to the mountain was all for naught? Uh, essentially, yeah. He, he makes amends, I guess, with his family for being a deadbeat. So is it a happy ending or a depressing ending or both? Like, I can't... I, I guess you would classify it as, like, an at-peace ending. Okay. He made his piece, but and then is this is this targeted as a general family movie? Yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you haven't guessed, this is another one I have not seen. You really haven't seen this I one? I have not all? seen. I, I've seen clips of it, but I've never actually sat down and watched this one all the way. Through. I do remember watching this as a kid. Like I said, it was '98. Mm-hmm. I probably saw it the next year or something. Um, but just just a bizarre movie. All right. Well, what's your guess on what Rotten Tomatoes thinks of it? Forty-six. This one is a 19%. Oh, and I also skipped one. What were your thoughts on on Home Alone? Where do you think that one fell on the... Lower than we would probably think. 73? Actually, a little bit lower than that. This one, it was at 65, so that was was pretty close, but... But yeah, Home Alone is definitely not critically acclaimed, if you couldn't guess. I think think (laughs) us being kids in that time frame definitely helped. At least our nostalgia. Alright, okay. So going into the... At first, I was hoping you were also going to talk about the other Jack Frost movie. Is it? 
Can, can we talk about that real quick? Or yeah, is that go also ahead. on no, your no, list? No. Okay, it's, so. it's not on my list, so you go ahead. Okay, all right. So, no, because, yeah, there's the other one where it's the, the horror movie, yeah. Jack Frost, which I, it came out uh, looking at this 1997, so it's only a, a year apart from this, but. And I could see there could be some horrible mix-ups at Blockbuster if you're a family uh, pulling Jack Frost off the show. Yeah, how do they have that? Like, probably less than a year apart. Like, Yeah, because especially if it's, you know, like, you know that at Blockbuster they would have the, the case in front, but then behind it would it just, just be, all like, generic the boxes. generic color. Yeah. So if you had a Blockbuster employee accidentally mix these up, or if you left the kid in charge and they pulled it and you never knew when you got to the register there could be some mix-ups here, but... But yeah, the the other one, just the the plot summary itself. Okay. If, have you have you seen this movie? I have not. Okay, I've I, heard I, of it. I haven't either. I was always intrigued because I, I would see it at Blockbuster okay. when I was growing up, and I was curious. But here's the quick plot summary for you: As notorious serial killer Jack Frost is being driven to his execution, the truck carrying the murderer encounters a bizarre accident that transforms him into a mutant snowman. Sheriff Sam Tyler who caught the psychopath originally, has remained concerned about his return, and it seems that his fears were well-founded. Before long, bodies pile up, and all they're all killed in gruesome, wintry ways. Can the sheriff stop Frost, Frost's icy reign of terror? That sounds more <laughs> so, fun than the Michael Keaton movie. I, and, and honestly, I, there's probably a debate as to how many people die in this versus the uh, Die Hard at number five on the best list. This may be the only other high death count movie but uh, hmm. yeah long story short it seems that Notorious Killer is now a snowman and snowman can stop him oh god but, okay but yeah that one uh, if you had to take a guess this one did get a Rotten Tomatoes score as well 12? 7 that was really okay. close <laughs> do you have anything other to add on our uh our Jack Frost movies here. Maybe it's time for a reboot. You know, it's 2020. <laughs> of which one? The Michael Keaton or the... Some amalgamation or... of, of the two. <laughs> just... So the dad comes back and just starts murdering <laughs> Yes. Does he murder his family or other... Or does he murder people who have wronged the family to make amends? That's an interesting <laughs> question. Maybe we could write a screenplay. We'll workshop it. Go on, go on to your number two. All right. So, so number two. This one... It's really kind of a, a classic safe choice, and it's somewhat unlike the other ones on our list. It's 1946's It's a Wonderful Life. This is one that'll be played every single holiday season. This one's different. It's definitely a more emotional ride. Um, long, long story short, the main character is a, uh, a man named George Bailey who is considering suicide around the holiday season, but over the course of the movie starts, you know seeing their impact on life and it, basically they they begin to reconsider as they go through their spiritual journey and so th- this is one that's going to be more critically acclaimed of course i mean it it impacts you in a, a different way i mean it's it's heartwarming but not in the sense you would generally expect from a christmas movie it can be you know quite dark when you think about it um but but yeah this one's always going to be one of the top christmas movies that's out there uh, but but yeah, it's it's a little bit different from the other ones list. Um, but but overall, it's 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 a great movie, and that's one of the main reasons it stayed around for so many decades at this point. Yeah, yeah I, I'm trying to find flaws with it. I have seen it. It is a good movie. It, it's not what I want at the holiday. Yeah. Th- Again, I like the more campy stuff and some of the other ridiculous things out there. Um, that's probably a movie that could do with a remake. 
Yeah. Or reimagining. Um, just for modern audiences. But I, I wish I had something witty to say about it. I really don't. Yeah. It's, it's one of those ones. I mean, if you're looking for a laugh-out-loud Christmas music movie, cut fun for the family, that, that this is not going to be the movie for you. But um, as far as the emotional side, this one definitely ticks the boxes. It's a pretty easy choice on, on this list. Uh, that's, that's honestly about all I had to say about it. Uh, do you want to guess at the Rotten Tomatoes score? Um, I'm going to go with... 87. This one scored the same as Die Hard at 94%. Wow. So yeah, they they love this movie like. But yeah, alright, so then uh, go into your number two worst movie. <sighs> oh boy, so number two, again, almost like my number four, I almost swapped it out with this other thing. Um, but it's going to be Christmas with the Cranks. Have you seen this one? <laughs> no, we are we are four for four on you not seeing your movies. <laughs> okay, do you like Tim Allen? <laughs> yeah. I uh, I like the Toy Story series. Um, I probably got some chuckles out of Home Improvement. Back I was, was going to ask if you've seen so Home Improvement. I would say that, that would, I would think, be the extent of my Tim Allen enjoyment. Okay, so quick synopsis then, since you've never seen it. So Tim Allen's married to Jamie Lee Curtis, and like they become empty nesters. Like their last kid graduates college, and then like she's going off to Peru like to be part of the Peace Corps. So like they're like, okay, well let's not celebrate Christmas this year. Let's go on this like 10 day cruise since we have no one to celebrate with. And they're like it, it gets really bizarre because then like the neighbors start getting really crappy with the cranks. They're like they get offended that they're not going to celebrate Christmas, like much to their chagrin. Like I, I don't know why this bothers the neighbors so much. Like you have to decorate your house and you have to do this and that. You know, like the first half of the movie is the cranks going, nope, we're going to stay strong. We're going to do our plan. And then, like, they even get, like, the newspaper to take a picture of their, like, undecorated house. It's, like, to shame them, I guess. But it's, like, it's it's really bizarre. And then, like, oh, here comes the plot twist. So, like, Christmas Eve morning, like, their daughter calls. She's like, I just landed in Miami, and I'm bringing my new Peruvian fiancé home for Christmas. Are you guys throwing your regular Christmas party? And then, like, Jamie Lee Curtis goes, of course we are. So, like, the last third of the movie is them, like, trying to put together a party in 12 hours. Oh, my gosh. So, like, <laughs> they enlist the help of the neighbors all of a sudden. So, like, the neighbors crapped on them for the whole, like, first two-thirds of the movie. And then, like, the neighbors find out what they're doing. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, we'll help you now. And, like, it just, it doesn't make any sense. I guess, you know, our society... Uh, us millennials, I think we're not we're not as neighborly as our parents' generation. I don't think. So like, I don't know why there's so much involvement and care about what other people are doing. Mind your own damn business. You didn't have as much internet to go around those days. You had to find other means yeah. of entertainment. Yeah, it, it's like they um, one one cup family in the neighborhood was going out of town, so Tim Allen was allowed to borrow the Christmas tree for the party. <laughs> and so like. So hijinks happen with that because then some other neighbor sees Tim Allen going across the street with this tree, so they call the cops on him. So that, that's a, that's a whole plot line. Jamie Lee Curtis couldn't find any food on such a short notice. She found like trout, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's all that was left. And then, like, they eventually throw a party, and then but like Tim Allen still wants to go on the cruise, even like his wife doesn't now, and it just doesn't make sense. And then like Tim Allen goes to a neighbor's house to get away from the party. And then, like, the only, like, I get, I don't know if it's redeeming. It's kind of too cliche. So, like, 
one of the neighbors he goes and talks to, like, the, the wife has cancer, so Tim Allen goes, maybe you guys should take my cruise. Maybe it wasn't such a good idea to avoid celebrating Christmas. You guys go on my cruise, you enjoy this last time together. It's like they're trying to make it more redeeming at the end. But it's just, it's not. There's nothing funny about this movie. The plot is bizarre. Um, I, it just... I know it's bad. Dan Aykroyd's one of the neighbors. Is that he, he is, redeeming? He's, is he's, he's one of the neighbors. He's one of the jerkiest neighbors. Bad. I think he's the next door neighbor. Um, and he was such a jerk. Well, why aren't you putting up your lights this year? And why aren't you doing this and that? So he's not fun in the movie like you would expect. Yeah. Like what? What's the deal with that? Like if anything, you want your house to be better than your neighbors, right? So why would you want to encourage competition? <laughs> why would you want that? Maybe it brings down the appearance of the street around there. They're concerned about. I don't know. You concerned about selling houses during I'm Christmas? Not sure. But uh, I went and put. I pulled this up on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, first, you want to take a guess at the score? Twenty six. Five percent. Five percent. Is this is that the lowest one I said so far? So far. Okay. No. Well, Santa with muscles didn't have a rating. Okay. So yeah. Does that? I guess we'll count that as worse because nobody. It's ever worse. Rated. It's okay. worse. It's worse. Than so that. then, uh, but the consensus they have that this is the the one sentence consensus. Okay. A mirthless movie as fresh as last year's fruitcake, Christmas with the Cranks is a coarse, garish comedy that promotes conformity. That's all yeah. they say. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that kind of sums it up. Do what you want for the holidays. Decorate, don't decorate, who cares? It's ex- Dude, it's expensive. That it is, is so expensive. Well, it's also, I mean, with some of these large houses, I, I can't even imagine the power bill you're encountering after uh, some of these light displays you got going on. <laughs> Dude, it, it's awful. I mean, growing up, I used to have to get on, I grew up in a two-story house. My dad made me get up on the ladder and, like, clip all the lights underneath the shingles. God, it's awful. I know nobody enjoys getting all the way up here. That's why your parents have you as the child to do it. Yeah, Christmas decorations are time-consuming they're expensive, and then, yeah, they're expensive to run after you get them up there. Sure, I, I enjoy looking at them, but if you don't want to do them, don't, don't do them. It's America. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to the top of the list again. Number mm-hmm. one on the best, A Christmas Story. Oh, my this God, is, what a cop-out. It's not a cop-out. I, I honestly think this, this one is deservedly at number one. So, from 1983, A Christmas Story is... Probably the the most relatable Christmas movie because normally with Christmas movies they're all happy go lucky or there's some kind of like clear obstacle that comes in their way that they can overcome very cheerily and it's it's very orchestrated it feels like whereas a Christmas story throughout is very it, it's more realistic it, it shows you know how families really act and mm-hmm. you know deal with stress and conflicts and other stuff in their lives especially around the holiday season and and what have you. So it's very relatable from that perspective. And at the same time, too, as far as its appeal to different ages, I mean, there's something for everyone here. When you're a kid, you really relate to, to Ralphie and his struggles and his dreams yeah. of what he wants for Christmas and, you know, his, his struggles with the bully, all these kinds of deals. And, you know, all the, uh, over, the, the overbearing parents on you know, basically restricting everything that we do and punishments and so forth. But as you get older, you start to relate a lot more to the parents and their, their struggle trying to manage everything during the time of year. So I think there's, there's different sides to it. And depending on what age you are, you may fit yourself differently inside the movie and how you relate to the characters. But overall, what it translates to is something that everybody can understand 
and sympathize sympathize with. I mean, you, you also get lessons about gun safety in there with the, Do the, you? the BB gun. I, I think with, there's with the Red Rider, <laughs> the Red Rider BB gun. But but honestly, uh, yeah, there's a lot to take out of it. Uh, and at the end of the day, in the movie, nothing goes according to plan, which in real life things don't. But what's important is that they stick together and ultimately have a, a somewhat happy ending. But that those are my general thoughts on it. Do you? Do you have any input on this? I don't know, man. He shouldn't have gotten the Red Rider. Because he's going to shoot his eye out. Yeah, he's, he... he's going to put everyone's eyes out, man. Like, I, It's a good movie. I mean, things I did, I'm trying to... I'm, I don't know. I think it's just on too much. Maybe this is me being a, an old crotchety hater. Well, I guess it's like it's a wonderful life. It's going to be on TV whether you like it or not. <laughs> so if, if the, uh, if did, the did overexposure... Dad, didn't his dad it, hate dogs? <laughs> well, I mean... The, the, See, that's awful the, right there. The, Why the would you watch a movie where the, the dad hates dogs? I mean, you see the experiences he has. I mean, the dogs come in and, and take all the turkey. I mean, they're... There's some reasoning behind it too, is with the way the dogs behave around there. Uh, so it's not it's not completely unfounded, and and you know in, in our lives there, there's going to be random irrational hatreds our parents have maybe or different family members. So that, that also speaks to the realism. I don't know, man. It's a good movie and all, but like, do you think part of it is we're brainwashed to like it because there's a lot of networks where like it's on 24 hours straight like during Christmas. <laughs> So like you have to like it because there's nothing else on. That's <laughs> that could be part of it. Like it's on so much. I mean, do, do you at least like seeing the scene where the bully gets blows thrown? Yeah, you get some good action there. It's like, you do get some good action there. It's something, especially as a kid, that that you know just feels good to watch. Probably not in the best way, but it's it's something that we once again we can relate to. But yeah, I think that's that's about it. Uh, do you have any guess at the Rotten Tomatoes score for this one? Ninety-one. That was really close. Eighty-nine percent. Mm. So not as high as some of the other ones. Yeah, that that is true. Die Hard and It's a Wonderful Life do beat this one out. All right. All right. What's the worst movie, Matt? And uh, let's see. Once again, I'm, I'm four for four. I'm not seeing these movies. Uh, well, if you haven't seen any of the first four, I doubt you've seen this one. Um, ironically enough. It's starring an actor from the number two. <laughs> so Tim Allen is going to take another loss here. The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. When you have the word clause twice in the title, like you're setting yourself up for failure there. So this is the third installment. Honestly, either of the first two could have almost made this list. But this one is a 2006 feature. Um, basic synopsis. You have not seen it, right? No, I've never seen any of the Santa Claus series. Essentially, in the first one, like Santa Claus, like Tim Allen somehow like causes Santa Claus to like crash in his front yard, and like Tim Allen gets Santa Claus's jacket, and like pseudo becomes Santa Claus now. Wait, so ever since that incident, he has become Santa. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What, what so, happened to uh, Santa? Did he retire? Did he die? Like I, I forgot. I forgot in the first movie what happened. Okay, Santa's no longer in the picture. 
Just, yeah. he, he took his jacket and Santa no longer has maybe, his powers. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's like that Jack Frost movie. Maybe just <laughs> Santa got he got gone. Maybe maybe there's a way to mix all these bad movies together, kind of like how you wanted to hybrid the uh, Jack Frost movies. Yeah, and just make I, I, one excellent movie out of all the bad movies. Hulk Hogan would obviously be the star. There's something there. So in the Santa Claus Three, like he's expecting a child with his wife, so that's one plot thing going on. And then like they live in the North Pole. And like their in laws are visiting, but like some of his some of his family don't know that he's Santa Claus. So like the front is like he's a toy maker in Canada. So this is like a a, a Batman thing where nobody's supposed to know his identity. Some people know, but not uh, yeah. So like, so like more common folk do not know that he is Santa Claus. But but his wife and children know. Is yeah. That, okay. So like they're 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 coming to visit, and like at the same time. He has to join a meeting. I forgot what they call this council, but it's like with other weird entities. So like he, he has to attend a meeting with like Mother Nature and Father Time in the Easter Bunny and Cupid. And this is legitimate. This is not a joke. So he like attends a meeting and like apparently, oh, see, this is going to be a callback to earlier in the list. You know who's on trial? Jack Frost. So apparently Jack Frost is mad because he doesn't have his own holiday. <laughs> so like they commute Jack Frost to like community service at the North Pole so it, that doesn't make any sense right there so like uh, Jack Frost is like trying to help out in the warehouse and stuff he has an ulterior motive his why, ulterior motive why would they let him work in the warehouse if they don't trust him it was either that or put him in like an elf jail or something you can also talk so I've got, I've got pictures up and, and this is terrible with Martin are you, Short looking, are you Jack looking at Frost. Jack Frost what the heck is this yeah um so like his ultimate goal is to get Santa Claus to resign and apparently there's a clause so you, you've seen Harry Potter obviously right yeah you know like there's the room of prophecies yeah essentially the same thing so like there's a, apparently there's a room of snow globes and one of them is, like, it's called the Santa Claus. So, like, if Tim Allen were to say to the snow globe, I never wanted to be Santa. Apparently, like, we take him <laughs> back in time and erase it. So, like, Jack Frost's whole plan is to get Tim Allen to say this. So, like, he, he's working through it. Eventually, he gets that to happen. So, what happens is, it, like, time warps them back to, like, the first movie where that incident I was telling you about happened where Santa crashed in his front yard. And, like, somehow they're both there. So Jack Frost fights, and he gets the jacket. So now, like, it, it reverts back to 12 years later, and now, like, Jack Frost is the king of everything. And, it, like, he's turned the North Pole into, like, a tourist destination. So, like, the the, the, the reindeer, it's like a petting zoo. And, like, the elves are on display for all the people, and it's now called Frostmas instead of Christmas. Wait, is this so? The scenario you're you're putting out there—it doesn't sound entirely too bad, is it? Usually, it's kind of like dystopian when this type of stuff happens. But this doesn't sound like the worst so, thing in the world. Well, like they're enslaved, pretty much. Like the elves oh, okay. and, and the reindeer, like they hate so they're, it. They're mistreated. Sometimes. Yeah, like everything's sad. Apparently, there's a bunch of like bad kids that are able to be on the nice list because you know Jack Frost is evil. And like, so like back to the in in this in this universe. Tim Allen is, like, the CEO of his toy company. He never quit. And, like, he prioritizes business over work. So he's, he's miserable. His family hates him. Like, eventually, he, he realizes, again, what's going on. So he spends the last third of the movie trying to get Jack Frost to say to the damn snow globe, Oh, I wish I was never Santa again. So, like, 
it, it just it, it's so weird because eventually Tim Allen is successful and he gets Jack Frost to say that. So like during Jack Frost's his reign of terror, like he freezes people. I forgot exactly how that happened. He has like this magical power to freeze people. So like he froze some of Tim, Tim Allen's family, and then like at the end, like Tim Allen's daughter apparently has like magical hug powers. She like magically hugged. I forgot if she hugged Jack Frost or the people, but like she had some magical hug where it, like unfroze people. And it's just it's really bizarre. But but there's no explanation for how she came to get that power. No, I, I can't. Remember, I don't believe that there's an explanation. So eventually, he gets Jack Frost to say that to the snow globe. They go back to the scenario for the second time. So now you have Jack Frost and Tim Allen, and then Santa Claus in 1994. Tim Allen and current day Tim Allen is is able to hold off Jack Frost. So 1994 Tim Allen can grab the damn Santa jacket again, <sighs> and then like he gets it again. And then like at the end of the movie, he doesn't really care who knows that he's Santa Claus. So like the rest of his family knows, and then he has a son. I want to say it's Buddy Buddy Claus. It, right, it's really bad. All right. First question I have here is. So, so it's called the Santa Claus Three: The Escape Clause. Yeah. What is what is the Escape Clause? Is that is that it, is that referring to the prophecy? Yeah, thing? It's, it's referring to the snow globe thing where you you can escape being Santa by saying "I wish I was never Santa." Essentially. Okay. Okay. So then, there's a there's a lot to unpack here, but what I'm, gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna jump straight to the Rotten Tomatoes score. Where, where do you think this is at? Four. You might be surprised. This one got 17%. That's really high. But, uh, That's really high. But, but what I would like to read to you next is the consensus, once again. Okay. The, the consensus sentence. And, and see if uh, see what your thoughts are. So here, here it is. Playing Jack Frost as an evil cross between Liza Minnelli and Liberace, Martin Short is a welcome presence, but this tired series continues drawing from its bag of bland gags and dumb slapstick. Is, yeah. that, is that accurate enough? Yeah, I mean, I don't think Martin Short brought anything spectacular to that, but yeah. <laughs> so, looking at the pictures of him, he looks super creepy. This, I mean, is that? I mean, how does he behave? Is he just kind of like kooky and insane, or like what's what's kind of his his shtick there? Yeah, kind of kooky and insane. He looks like you remember, like in the nineties, like a lot of people's parents had like those weird like like dolphin figurines that were like glass. Like with blue, his hair's like kind of like odd. It looks like a, he was he was running and got frozen in time. <laughs> no, I, I could definitely see that from this. It's like a whoosh kind of feeling. Yeah, I mean, and, and kind of with this one and the the Christmas with the cranks when, when these movies were coming out, I was old enough to to kind of judge that I I would never want to see either of these. I, I can't remember when the first Santa Claus movie came out. Nineteen ninety four. Okay, then. I'm surprised I never saw that one by chance. Then you've probably seen bits and pieces. Okay, but but yeah. Long story short, it's not a series I think I'm ever gonna give a try. I'm trying no, to think no, of if you, I have kids, whether I'll it'd be fun to give. Uh, it a I, I'm once. telling you, if you're gonna watch any any one of the ones I mentioned, watch Santa with muscles, <laughs> just because you'll probably laugh. <laughs> this one you will not laugh at all. I'm still trying to. So the Santa with muscles. Going back, to, how family friendly is that one? No, it's, it's a family movie. Okay, okay. No, yeah, it was, I know it was, you made the Santa slay me. Well, comment, again, right? it's it's made. You know, it's kind of how it's like, just like an off comment here. Yeah, it's not like a, a feature of the the film. Yeah, it's like you know, growing up, some Disney Pixar movies had like subtle jokes you didn't get as a child, but you get them as an adult. Okay, okay, kind of same thing. 
All right, so that that really does it for the list. Um, I guess this will be interesting when we get to the honorable mentions. Uh-huh, it will be. Do you, do you want to go first? You yeah, I do. To... I, right. I have a couple bones yeah. to pick with you, sir. I'll, I will pass it off to you then. So this one, probably if you looked at you don't don't even pull it up on Rotten Tomatoes because I know it's bad. But my nostalgia for it, I, I, will, I will never not defend this movie. Jingle all the way. Jingle All the Way is a cinematic masterpiece with Arnold Schwarzenegger in Sinbad, fighting over probably the best toy ever made in Turbo Man in New York City. It is, again, it is so bad that it is good. It is fantastic. Sinbad plays a great postal worker. Just trying, they're both trying to please their families. I think it's a good time. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie as a child. It, it, it's a critically I, I, terrible I movie. It is critically bad. <laughs> but it, it is my nostalgia just runs deep for that movie. So, so if we made a best and worst bad Christmas movie, would this be basically your number one? Then, like, if we're only allowed to choose ones that were below a certain percent on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, probably. Okay, for sure. All right, you got any other ones you want? I, I have a couple real quick. So, um, the original Bad Santa, I okay. Bad Santa again, rated R movie. Again, not appropriate to show your family or, or kids. But I, I thought it was brilliant. I thought Billy Bob did a great job. I know a couple years ago they came out with Bad Santa 2. That wasn't very... Apparently, apparently that was not good. I did not see it. It did not get a good reception. But I thought the first one was funny as heck. I saw the first one. I, I did like the first one. That one that one good. There, so similarly, yeah. I did not see the second one. So yeah, I, it, I have no comment. It's just that. so far out there. You know, you don't really get a lot of like adult-themed Santa, like holiday movies that are funny. That one was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And my last one, kind of along those same lines, underrated movie... A very Harold and Kumar Christmas. I thought it was amazing. I saw this in theaters. I saw it in 3D. It was so much better than I was expecting going in. I remember going to the theater, and I was like, this is not going to be good at all. But it vastly exceeded my expectations. A lot of hijinks. I'll I'll admit, I have not seen that one. You Uh, should. I've seen the first Harold and Kumar in the Guantanamo Bay. I have not seen the Harold and Kumar Christmas. I think you would enjoy it. You know what? I... Neil Patrick Harris like totally performs like on Broadway essentially, and it, it, it's a good time. I'll give that one a try. But uh, I guess going into, did you have any that were close to making your worst yeah. list that you regret not being able to include? Yeah. So just a couple real quick. Another Vince Vaughn one. So it seems like the same actors are having the same kind of problems. So like he did one with uh, Reese Witherspoon called Four Christmases. Oh yeah. This was 2008. Have you seen that one? I've I've seen bits and pieces of that one. That that one's not my cup of tea. Like it's not as bad because I got a couple laughs. Again, it's more adult oriented. But essentially, they end up having to visit. They both come from like divorced parents, so like they end up having to spend Christmas at all four people's houses. So the movie's split into different visits and different hijinks. Uh, It just it wasn't it wasn't very funny. Yeah, It, it didn't make you feel all Christmassy. Um, the last one, I don't know if this one is even worth mentioning. Is it? What do you think? Just say it. I'm intrigued. I want to know what it is. Deck the Halls. Okay. Do you, are you familiar with that one? I haven't seen that one either, but I... Do you you know who's in it? Who who is it? Uh, Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito. You don't remember that one? I'm trying to remember the commercials for it because I remember that one. That one was on. I, I mean, it I was in the theater. I want to say this was like 2006. Um, but essentially, they play neighbors. Matthew Broderick's obviously the more sane one, and like mm-hmm. they, they essentially spend the whole movie like trying to outdo each other with Christmas spirit and decorations. 
I think, are you pulling it up? That I am. Yeah. Um, oh, hmm. Let's see while, you, while Nathan pulls this up. Got you a whopping 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Going 6%? 6%? Was it really that bad? Yeah, it really 6%. was. No, uh, yeah, I, I, I do vaguely remember this one. But yeah, once again, I, I never bothered to watch it. I think it's just another one that just, I assumed just, at that point was not going to be not gonna be worth it. It's just not... It's about as by the numbers as you can get, but without any charm. <laughs> so, like, I, I wouldn't get it. Again, they're just fighting in the neighborhood. The old cliche. Um, it really was like an old, like, 80s and 90s cliche. <laughs> right? I mean, you don't really get that nowadays. Um, but, yeah, no, th- those are mine. All right. So then, Hop and Me, I guess, on the best list, I guess, there's a couple that were close to making or at least I was considering at one point. Um, I'll just kind of run through them real quickly. Uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas. Ooh, that that's a, a good one. A classic one. Uh, that one is, was up there. That one has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. That high? Wow. Yeah, they, they love it. That's the original from uh, 1965. Uh, Rudolph was was up for contention from 1964. That one's, that one's a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. That one beats out all of the other ones that I've wow. mentioned uh, as far as the craze go. And then the last one, this one is more of a personal, and that's probably why I didn't make it. Uh, 1990s 2, The Muppets Christmas Carol. It had Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge, um, and, and obviously you have the Muppets throughout it, but mm-hmm. the, this one, uh, 76% of Roger Pace, but it's, it, it was funny, Some, you know, kind of what you'd expect from a Muppets uh, uh, exclusive. Well, Michael Caine's a good actor. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a good... It's a good, fun time. I I liked it personally growing up. Um, that th- those are some of the ones that were on the the for the best. Uh, what I will say is on the worst. I don't have a specific one, but rather what I'd like to just throw out there is all of the Hallmark Channel movies that come out every single year. So like the Hallmark Channel keeps producing these over and over and over. They're all the and, same plot, and none of them are good. They're all and, the same and, plot, and, and a large percentage either star Candace Cameron Bure or, or Lacey Chabert. So they recycle actresses as they go through these. But yeah, the, the plots are very, very limited. It's uh, a lot of times, oh, this uh, man who uh, his he's a widower or, or something like that, uh, or he's uh, gone through a terrible divorce, is lost in life looking for uh, answers and falls in love with Christmas and or a woman, or you could flip flop the, 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 the genders on, on this, yeah. do whatever, but you're getting the same plot over and over in different, different times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hallmark. I mean, I'm trying to think what's that Disney network Freeform? It's called Freeform now. Yeah. They, mm. they run the same movies. Um, but yeah, those Hallmark channel movies, they're something different. <laughs> Hall- Lifetime kind of does the same thing. Yeah. Hallmark and Lifetime kind of do the same thing with those movies. No, the, I think they're all pretty terrible. They, they are the straight-to-DVD, essentially. That's what it is today. Yeah, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. I mean, maybe they don't deserve to be on there because they know what they're offering. They're just providing generic holiday content. They don't claim to be better than they are. So from that perspective, it's not the worst thing in the world because they're, they're making no uh, excuses about what they're trying to provide from a quality perspective. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that was really it. Um, I think kind of with the bad movies, there's a lot of that you could choose. So I, I really don't have any huge issues with the ones that you ranked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a pretty well rounded list. Like I said, you know, yours. You know, I wish I could poke more fun at them, but they are solid movies. I mean, mm-hmm. 
timeless classics that'll probably be there in 50 years. Um, mine, not so much. <laughs> but <laughs> I think you not seeing them is probably for the best. Um, but I would seek out Santa with Muscles. I mean, Santa's Muscles, that sounds timeless from the perspective that there's no time that it fits in because it's that terrible. Hulk Hogan, brother? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Hey, did you ever see him? He, there was like one episode of Baywatch, like him and like the WCW wrestlers did. No, I didn't. It's really it. bad. You there's see so it. many random Baywatch cameos and so forth out there. Yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> horrific. Um, but no, I, I think that's all I have to say. You have anything else to wrap up with? No, that's it. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. Get ready for the Christmas season. But uh, that's all we have time for this time, guys. Uh, Until next time, we've been Rec Rankings, and we're out.